Hey, this is Bruce Boudreaux, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 149 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. What's going on, my friend? Not too much, man. Just cruising out of the holiday now, getting ready for New Year's, and yeah, just loving life. How about you guys? Doing great. Had a wonderful Christmas, gearing up for a good, uh, good New Year's weekend and a great Winter Classic in our future before the next recording. I'm super pumped for that. Uh, now I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host, Mac Vogel, up in Wisconsin. You staying warm up there, my friend? Doing my best. Um, yeah, had a good holiday. Um, some interesting things have occurred to me in the last 24 <laughs> hours, which I'll get into in a few minutes. But um, all things considered, uh, yeah, feeling good. Feeling uh, pretty blessed out here for a number of reasons. So before we get to the league news, we have a couple personal stories, I guess we have to share. Nick saw Ovechkin break uh, Gordie Howe's record. Now since number two all time, we'll talk about that. Uh, I officially won the uh, D-League Ice World Men's Championship at <laughs> at in Abingdon, Maryland. So I'll talk about that interesting night. And then, uh, Mac, I think you should probably just touch on your story that has happened to you in the past 24 hours. But just a reminder that Mac's story is brought to us by Brackish Life. And if you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh Brackish Life. Reminder, they have sponsored this story for Mac. All right, I'm going to try and keep this as concise as possible, but there are some uh, background details that you're going to need to know to really uh, embrace the story to its fullest. So uh, here goes. Had a great holiday, was down in Illinois uh, with my girlfriend's family. That was great. Shout out to them for hosting me. Um, Made it back actually on Christmas night. Uh, They were headed south. So I, being that I had to work, Two days later, I just came back. So night of the 25th, came back, had myself a nice little night. Uh, And then the morning of the 26th, I wake up. I'm the only one here because both of my roommates that I live with uh, were still in Illinois at the time. And I wake up. I got a Monday off. So I'm like feeling good. I take a shower. Everything's normal. And I leave to go meet one of my buddies who was back in town uh, for lunch. Went to a Mexican restaurant. Had some tacos, had a margarita. No, it was actually, we decided uh, to go to one that we'd never been to before. And it was oh, pretty okay. pretty good. Okay. Um, got a margarita, you know, some tacos, was feeling good. And um, we leave and, and we were right by like this one liquor store that's actually like wildly cheap for some reason. So we're like, oh, while we're here, we should probably like pick up some stuff because I didn't have much at the house. So uh, got a case of beers, was fixing to, you know, have myself a nice afternoon. We were like, well, let's just go back to your place and, you know, decide what, what the hell we want to do with the rest of the day. It was only like one or 2 PM at this point. Um, so we head back and we had driven separately to the restaurant. So I park, he parks and he kind of got out of the car ahead of me and starts walking up the stairs to my building. Very important note here. I live on the top floor. It's a three story, uh, house. And we live on the top floor, me and two roommates. Below us is three girls that live on that middle floor. And then on the very bottom floor is like a family that like, you know, two adults and two or three kids. Um, And it's like a like big, huge, old, historic like mansion that has been separated into like a family home and then like two, three bedroom units. So uh, he my buddy beats me up the stairs and I'm right behind him and I get up there and he goes, so um, this is what I saw when I got up here. And I look and my door is wide open, like just wide open. Uh, and none of my roommates were home again yet. And I was a thousand percent positive. I shut it and locked it before going to lunch. So my initial thought is like, did so- is somebody like 
broken into my apartment right now? Yeah, like, what, yeah, what right. a very like, valid thought. <laughs> so we both are like looking at each other, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> and so we like kind of creep in. And I can hear someone in there. Like I can hear like a noise like around the corner. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening right now. And I like kind of like peek around the corner and I just give a little like, hello. And I hear somebody like, hello. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I like go further around the corner into the kitchen. And now I see like water all over my kitchen floor and like seeping out of the bathroom. And I was like, and and I hear somebody like scrounging around in that bathroom and like water running in that bathroom. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And so I yelled to this like dude who I'm assuming now is like a maintenance worker in there or something. And I'm like, hello, like what what's going on? Is there uh and he cuts me off and he goes, a leak? Yeah, major. <laughs> And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. So I immediately like opened my bedroom. Thank God. It's like completely dry. There's nothing in the bedroom. I'm like, okay, I check my roommate's rooms. Everything's good. So I'm like, all right, it's just the kitchen and the bathroom. That's good at least. Now I see that one of the girls who lives below us is also in my kitchen. And I'm like, okay, well, welcome. <laughs> uh, and so she starts telling me her version of the story, which is that she got home that morning at 9 a.m., goes into her apartment below us, notices there's like a small like drip coming from her kitchen ceiling, puts a bucket under it, checks it in like 20 minutes. And she's like, hmm, it's kind of filling up fast. Should probably tell someone about it. Calls our landlord. He's like, okay, for sure. I'll send somebody out. Dude sends a fucking painter to our house. Like just some guy that works for like a painting and restoration company. So he gets here and he's like, I don't really know like what's going on. Your landlord told me there's like a leak and he wants me to look at it. So she like tells him the whole thing. He's like, okay, well, if it's leaking from your ceiling, we got to go talk to the dudes upstairs. So they tried knocking on my door. Nobody answered because I was at lunch. No one else was home. So they keyed in. He's like, all right, I'm going to go check around some pipes. You can go back downstairs to your place. She goes back downstairs. He goes and looks at like one pipe and like checks like one little thing. And it just like busts right in front of his face. Dude. And she comes running up the stairs because that little drip in her kitchen went Turn from it. a little drip to like, it is now like raining in her kitchen. Oh like, my God. The whole <laughs> ceiling is like just pouring water everywhere. And there's like drywall coming down and shit. And like, <laughs> so they immediately, you know, shut off the water and in the whole building and everything. And then they run over to try and tell the family who guess what? No one's home. They're probably at their grandma's or some shit for the holidays. Uh, so they key in there. And I eventually saw that their family house too. And the basement was like ankle deep in water. Like Ooh. everything was like, and it's like a finished basement too. Like, Oh my God. Everything was like totally screwed. Uh, the girl's apartment, like I said, their kitchen is destroyed, like completely fucked. Um, but <laughs> Your boy and his two roommates on the top floor, because the leak is coming from us, we're kind of okay. Like they, they literally sent a guy over with a shop vac, and he like vacuumed up all the water in like the kitchen and the uh, bathroom, and uh, they turned our water back on because apparently it wasn't a pipe that busted; it was a valve. And they were able to like fix that relatively easily, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so now I think they're just focused on whatever needs to be done to the apartment below us and like the house below us. Uh, but yeah, like my roommate, Jason, and I, he ended up getting home like halfway through this ordeal. Um, Jason and I this morning are like walking through and like you can barely even tell anything happened like we mop we mopped the floors and we're like laughing with each other because we're like holy shit we dodged <laughs> a bullet like this basically didn't affect us at all and meanwhile the people below us are like really Home fucked like they're fucked yeah. yeah so yeah that was the disaster that occurred to me yesterday and basically dodged a bullet and one final thing that i get to add on to this story now is this morning i wake up I'm driving to work and I'm like, ah, fuck, this sucks. I don't want to go to work. You know, it's always tough going back after a little break for the holidays. And, um, you know, I'm sure everyone has probably done something similar to this before. I'm like a mile away from work and I'm thinking in my head, like, what if there's just like 
some sort of catastrophic thing wrong with like the office? Like what if there's like a gas leak and like they what say we I all hold the fire alarm? They say we all have to work from home for a while or something like that. That'd be really cool. Like, uh, but whatever. <laughs> and so I, I pull into the parking lot and I immediately see like two maintenance trucks, like in the front lot and like only like two employee cars. And I was like, Hmm. Okay. <laughs> This is promising. (laughs) I go in and there's like workers all over the office, like ripping up our carpet and like vacuuming and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Of course, I didn't check my email even once over the holidays, my work email. So uh, I sit down at my cubicle, which is like there's like water and like fucking carpet being ripped up around me and i'm like what the fuck and i like quickly open my laptop and check my email i'm like scrolling i see a bunch of people being like i'm working from home today i'm working from home today i'm working from home today i'm like what the hell and i finally get to the email from our hr guy and he's like unfortunately and it was from monday the day before same day that my pipe situation happened he goes unfortunately we had a pipe bus sometime over the holidays and our office flooded you're welcome to come in and assess the damage and decide if you want to stay in the office or not but there will be workers doing some pretty loud like maintenance for the next couple of days and uh you're welcome to work from home until it's over and i was like yep okay well (laughs) see ya And then so, you were driving uh, home and you're like, hmm, now I hope nothing catastrophic happened. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the water taketh and the water give away. <laughs> there and, you uh, go. So it's how... really funny you say that. My best friend who lives probably like a block from where I am right now, he had a pipe burst over on Christmas night. His his fiance, uh, they were at his fiance's parents' house, which I believe is like somewhere near Bethany Beach, somewhere around there. And he got a phone call on Christmas night at like 1030 at night from his neighbors like, uh, hey, dude, we think we hear like water gushing into your house. He had to drive three hours from Bethany all the way back to Fed Hill, got home completely trashed. Ugh. It's oh, now considered uninhabitable. Or yeah. what? I hope I said that word right. Yeah. Um. So now he's like homeless. Basically, they said that no one can live there for basically a month. He's got all electric like appliances, so it's like a water hazard, a safety yep. hazard. Did Golf they put clubs. him up in a hotel or something like that? Like, is it is he renting or? I don't know. I guess to be determined. They're still figuring out some of the the mm-hmm. logistics of it all. But like, dude, you're talking like brand new golf clubs. Yep. Yeah, you know, furniture. Kind of sh- I'm sure couches are trash. Furniture. PSA: yeah. If you're listening right now and you don't have renters insurance and you yes, are leasing an apartment, shit. get that shit right now. Do it right now. Like, I literally, literally bought it the the day after he told me that happened. I was yeah. like, hey, yeah. uh, I, I was talking to Layla. I was like, do we have renters insurance? He's like, I don't think so. I was like, mm, done. Yeah, <laughs> do that. One now. one final note that I'd like to add, and then we can move on. Um, huge shout out to the girl that lives below me Bree, for being home and discovering all this shit because the maintenance guy told me after the fact that basically that broken valve was like a ticking time bomb and it was Mm -hmm. going to blow up no matter what like and had she not been home like it could have just exploded and like continued to seep into the rest of my apartment we're extremely lucky we have tons and tons of records and like really expensive audio equipment we all have like guitars and amps and shit like there's a lot of like really valuable stuff that we own and uh we're extremely fortunate that nothing like that got ruined and and when i saw the water like it was like halfway through the kitchen and definitely would have continued had there not been somebody there like attending to the issue so yeah it's wild uh, huge shout out to my neighbor brie for uh being active about the little tiny leak in her ceiling Cheers. Cheers to that. And, uh, yeah. I hope that your kitchen gets better ASAP. <laughs> One man's uh dodge bullets, <clears throat> another person's damage wound. There so, you go. Yep. Yeah. Um glad to hear you're good and that nothing got damaged. Switching and that there gears. was not a robber in my park. Yeah, that there was not a robber. Yeah, that you didn't get like shot. Yeah, that's nice. I think you said during those stories about four times, like, what the fuck is going on? I was yeah. just so confused more than anything. Initially, yeah. I was just like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. Um, switching gears to my story time now, not related to, I mean, I guess it's still related to frozen water, but not quite in pipes. Um, last what? Between Wednesday? the pipes. Yeah, between the pipes. There you go. 
uh, last Wednesday, I've been, I think I was hyping this up to you guys, had uh, our, our men's league championship to give some background, right? So I'm in a, a D league team with some guys that I just met like last year. I've only been on the team for like a couple months. And one of my friends, shout out Mortgage Wiz, old sponsor of the EB podcast. He recruited me. I knew him. So he like got me on board. So basically our team started with like these four guys that are still on the team in 1996. I was born in 1996. They've been playing for 26 years. And listen, like, I'm not trying to be mean. They never played organized hockey before. They're not like for never playing like organized competitive hockey. They're, they're decent, but like, you know what you're getting, right? So shout out to these guys. They've kept the team going for like 26 years. The our team captain owns a restaurant called DeSantis uh, Pizza over in, I believe it's Perry Hall, Maryland. Phenomenal food, by the way. Great spot. Go check it out if you haven't given him a shout out. Thank you, Alts. Um, he branded the team like DeSantis Frozen Pizza. So we got like a frozen pizza as our logo. Like he's getting the restaurants and PR. It's cool. But I I had to give some background because these guys have been playing for 26 years. They've never won a championship. Never. They've gotten kicked around in the Ice World C League and D League for 26 years and have just been bottom feeders, like a worse drought than the Leafs. Like, this is miserable. <laughs> so they recently, in the last, like, two seasons, got four um, Calvert Hall guys, myself included in there, that used to play, like, competitive hockey. And we've kind of, like, in the last two seasons gotten better. We lost to the Baltimore City Fire Department in the championship, I think, last season. So we were pushing it. And then this season – we started out hot and then we just went cold. Like we we just went into the playoffs like limping basically. And they had to put like some restrictions on the D League because they were bringing people down from the B League and the C League to try to, you know, get more get their record up so they could get a better seating in playoffs. And it always amazes me how many like beer league teams try and do shit like this. And oh, it's yeah. like, dude, what the fuck? Like, it's, can you it's just stupid. can you just take it easy for one second? Like, goddamn. It's absurd. It's absurd. Like, and you're it, literally it, doing it to get out of the house. Come on. Yeah. And especially in D League, like, you know, one guy can change the entire thing. I mean, that granted, that happens 100%, a lot. Hundred percent. If you're playing like B or A league men's league, you're playing with really good players. It might take more than one guy to do it, but in a D league, one guy will do it. So we won the set. We you win one game and then you go to the championship. So we won our first playoff game in overtime, which was a thriller. Um, that was awesome. Came back from a two nothing deficit and won, and then we made it to the championship the very next night. I haven't played back to back hockey games since I was like 18 years old, and I was like, oh my god, I am sore. Like this sucks. <laughs> So we were playing, I think they're called like the Vipers or something. We had just played them a couple weeks prior and they beat us three to two in overtime. It was a tight game. While we are lining up to, you know, the the Zam's cutting the ice and we're lining up to go out to the to the ice to warm up. And you see this one guy come out of their locker room who's like six foot four, full beard, jacked, like has some team's pants that I've never heard of, tilted visor, the whole nine yards. And, I was and of just course, like, you've never seen the guy before, too. Never. <laughs> see, I was like, where'd this guy come from? So everybody on our team, every single person looks at each other. We're like, okay, th- this is this is how it's going to be, right? Like, this is how it's going to go. And, um, <laughs> you know, he walks out into warm-ups. I'm like, okay, like, he's good. He- he's fast. He was a good skater, but. I was like, I've seen, I've seen better back in, back in the heyday. Like I can hang, like, let's see how this goes. So first five minutes of the game, this guy puts up two goals, both bar down. Cause he's got a heavy shot. He's a big dude. They go up with, with one more. They're up three, nothing in the first five minutes. I'm like, all right. Like same thing as last season, the sit, the fire department brought down their a squad and they fucked us. And now we're going to get fucked by these guys. Cause they brought people down and nobody regulates it. Whatever. I'm over it. Well, shout out to the Santa's Frozen Pizza because these guys played the game of their life. We came back from a three nothing deficit and won the game five to three. Your boy, I think, had a goal and an assist on the first two goals, and then shout out to my friend Tony Maranto for bringing it home um, on the last three goals. It was epic. I, I I'm gonna say if this goes on Instagram, I want video of this, Nick. I'll send it to you to go over my voice. We went absolutely nuts in the locker room because like like i said our team captain they've never even sniffed this before until like last season when we went to the championship now they won and they're like 
these guys thought we were the whipping bag for like 26 fucking years. Like, this is awesome. And like, they brought a champagne bottle. They're popping. They brought a 30 pack. Everybody's like swinging beer everywhere. They pour our goalie like all over the place. And he's like, all right, everybody's coming to DeSantis after the game. And so we all drove um, to Perry Hall after the game. It's like 1030 at night. Nobody gives a shit. He opens the bar back up. He made us wings. He made us pizza. There's like no Holy workers shit. there. shit. Free natty lights, free tequila, free vodka, anything you want. He was like, it's on That's me. awesome. Open bar for the night. And it was just like, I was like, this is the peak of men's league. Like, I literally like yep. saved the franchise. <laughs> you know, like, That's what that's it's all so about. Fun. I and love so that. It's a, It was just a cool story because of how long these guys got pummeled. And they said yeah. like, you could see it in their face when they won. They're like, oh, my God. Um, but it was great. I'll send you that's guys. Legendary. It was a that good is night. amazing. Yeah, you definitely have to send that video. Yeah, but um, I just wanted to share that. Shout out to the DeSantis frozen pizzas. It was a good time. Congrats um, on the ship, boys. Yeah, that was that was. Fun. I've never won a men's league championship. Um, I've been playing since I was like 18, 19. and I've all, I usually am on bad teams, but you know it was fun this I year. I can relate. Yeah, I, my time at Reisterstown was like Atlanta Thrashers on steroids. We just oh. got the shit kicked out of us. <laughs> Which, so. by the way, I. If y'all are up for it, I believe the Friday that you guys get into town, I think I have a game that night if you guys want to come watch. So I'll say yeah, I'm dude, down to get thrown out of a men's league game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely say less. But um, all right, let's get into some NHL chat. And obviously, Nick will have a little story about this. We're done with the personal matters on the frozen between the pipes and frozen busted pipes. Um, Ovechkin passes Gordy Howe for second place all time in goals. Nick, you're at the game. It was right before Christmas. I mean, the play sounded like it was rocking. Tell me about it. Dude, it was insane. Uh, so it's kind of funny to think about because I did go to the game immediately after Max saw him get a hat trick and get to 800 against Dallas that we thought he could do it, you know, during that game. And it's kind of funny because it was like a week and some change to this game against the Jets. He kind of went cold for a week. And seems like every, that always like, happens to him where he kind of gets yeah. stuck at stuck at one or two milestones here and there and then just like gets like two or three to get out of the way. But yeah, and then just like rolls over like three more milestones you didn't know about. Uh, but it was sick. Like we uh, we went out to uh, John Taffer's bar before the game, walked over. We're in the arena like an hour early and everyone I was sort of like talking to in like the beer line or like overheard talking in the bathroom was saying like he's due. He's absolutely due. So there's just kind of like this buzz. They were wearing the reverse retros. I saw them in person. Plus I don't he know owns if, Winnipeg. Uh, he owns Winnipeg. And oh my God, guys, they look so good in person. Like it's it's bad. Like there was a problem uh, in my pants. Uh, yeah, really good. <laughs> um, game starts off. He is buzzing all over the place running over people like he usually does uh, kind of like a slow start for them. I thought uh, the drop pass from, I think it was Strom who set him up for the first one. As soon as he got the first one in the first period, I looked at my dad. I was like, it's happening hundred percent happening. Just like the one I was at. Exactly. The first like, one you can tell. I was like, it's early. He's got the monkey off the back and they were fired up. Like the building just exploded and that was just eight Oh one. And, like randomly, like the puck would just, you know, like stoppages in play and the entire building just kind of like starts chanting, OV, OV, like they wanted it bad. And a uh, couple like good looks. He had the breakaway. Uh, they went to his backhand on. I don't know why. Uh, they had a couple power play chances that just didn't go well. Scary moment with Carlson getting hit in the head. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and then it comes time for the Jets to pull the goalie. And it was the most obvious thing I've ever seen of guys just like the, the Kuznetsov, the Kuznetsov so one. Stupid. Like it happened directly at like my eye level. It felt like I literally like see him like just looking at the open net and then just turn around, look for Ovi and pass it backwards when Ovi's covered by like three he guys. He was not open. That was such <laughs> no. a stupid idea. And honestly, had they somehow like surrendered the tying goal, I feel like Laviolette would have like lost his mind. But... Oh my God. He would have killed it uh, <laughs> or killed Kuzi. But and then I don't know how Ovi, like he had two guys draped all over him on the boards when he's facing away from the net and moving away from the net and without looking, 
that's how he gets the empty netter. It's perfect. So really that's... cool, uh, really cool angle of it today of somebody right on the glass, yeah. like right in front I of him. That. And they're like, like you said, the the Jets guys are like all over him, all over him until he just spins, puts it in. You can see the Jets players. They're like all over him and then they just stop and they're just yeah. like, fuck. <laughs> I think it's like Josh Morrissey right in front of him. It's just like, mm-hmm. God damn it. Uh, but it was insane, um, like just random people hugging random people like the guy next to me just like grabbed me. Um, you know, it was it was really, really special to see. And uh, the video tribute from Markel was awesome. You made out nicely that night, too, if I'm not mistaken. I did. I cleaned up. I had bet him to have more than two uh, or two and then two puck more, line yeah. as well. And then I sprinkled a little on the money line, but the odds were kind of shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you walked out feeling good. That's awesome. Yeah. Great um, night. Props to Ovi, man. I mean, and also props to the entire cap broadcast team. Our boy Craig bringing the energy with the Frosty the Snowman pregame. Ben Anati with a great call. Um, you know, Alexa and May after the game talking about the moment. It, like, it was cool. It was, it I was really awesome. love Joe B's call for 801, honestly. I thought yes. that one was really good. Yeah. I also read that there's no goaltender that has to be embarrassed that they were the one who let him become second all time solely. True. I mean, obviously. Yeah, that's fair. Um, large um, stoppage let up 801. But do I mean, it's just a massive performance by him. They could, the Cavs could have won minimal that stoppage game. that night. Yeah. <laughs> slightly smaller stoppage. But uh, shout out to the Jets, man. I mean, they stayed on the ice afterwards and, um, you know, all of them, like we were shaking hands with Ovi and stuff. And uh, you could tell that they thought it was cool, too. I'm I sure thought that was losing, super cool but... when I when I saw the Blackhawks one, too, like Kane and Taves both like stayed after to shake his hand. And actually, they did it right after the goal too. like mm-hmm. just went over and said, like, hey, man, congrats. You're a legend. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, Nick. I'm glad. Uh both you guys just back to back weeks. It's crazy that we like bookended that that way. That's yeah. so cool that yeah. we're we're both so lucky we got to see that yeah, shit. Yeah, seriously. Well, that's awesome. Um, all righty. Well, let's move on to some other teams around the league. Uh, we'll get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. Uh, first off, down in Raleigh, Max Pacioretty no longer wearing a non-contact jersey for the Hurricanes. Uh, he was at practice today participating uh, in full contact. He's expected to make his Canes debut shortly after the new year. The hottest team in hockey just got a perennial 30-goal score added to their lineup. Uh, that smells like trouble for us Metro guys, if you want my opinion. Yeah, they're starting to catch fire, and I don't like it one bit. No, uh, they look really good. They've got the longest win streak in the league right now. They're the hottest team in their last 10. And what's that goalie's name? Pitor Kutrekov? Pitor Kochekov, yeah. Yeah, he's nasty. Uh, we got a little glimpse of it against the Bruins last year at some points, but he's he's putting on a show right now. There's did a lot you of Canes like, fans on Twitter saying they want him to stay number one even when Freddie comes back. Did you see his post game interview? Like his he's still not oh, great at English, but like the screaming into the microphone was yeah. just I, I love that. Well, remember last year, I believe he swung his stick at Marshawn, and Marshawn said he was cussing at him in full blown Russian. Like just didn't know a word he was saying. <laughs> so I just I always find that funny. Um, but yeah, the Canes are going to get a big one added back to their lineup. Uh, speaking of adding a big one to their lineup, the LA Kings have recalled Quentin Byfield. He was just down in the AHL for 16 games, ended up getting 15 points in that time with the Ontario Reign. So he'll be back in LA. Curious to hear what our boy Morgan has to say about that. And then Connor McDavid, we talk about him every episode, but he's always doing something. He is the first NHL player to score 30 goals before Christmas Day. Since Alex Ovechkin in 2013, Ovechkin in that 2013 season went on to score 51 goals. I got a funny feeling Mr. McDavid is going to end up getting 60 somehow, if you want my honest opinion. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, he's he's lights out. Um, We say it all the time, every time, ever since this podcast started. And uh, I would put money that he gets 60. I'd love to see if there's odds on that. Yeah, I I mean... I know it's not on my book, but I'm sure some book has probably got that. Well, you only get some wagers, not all of them. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. Sometimes okay. no wagers. <laughs> Sometimes no wagers. Exactly. Um, and then Max Domi making some headlines for his quote about the uh, Chicago Blackhawks versus Columbus Blue Jackets situation. So as you all know, he 
now on the Blackhawks, was on the Blue Jackets previously. His quote was, all of a sudden, I moved to a different city, and now all of my family and friends want to visit me for the holidays. I was in Columbus for two seasons, and I didn't get any visitors. No one wanted to come out to Ohio. Nick, what are your thoughts on this comment? Oof. I mean, yeah. Way to stick it to him, Max. I mean, I guess you can't. I guess he's just calling it like he sees it, but that is definitely a slap in the face to the city of Columbus. I mean, I get it. Ohio does kind of suck overall, <laughs> but personally, I kind of like Columbus. I don't know if any of you have ever been there, but I've I've spent a couple a uh, couple nights in Columbus here and there, and it's kind of a fun city. I don't know if I would want to live there, but uh, it's not it's not the worst place to spend like a random Friday night. There's some good bars, some good restaurants. I learned more about Columbus culture when Johnny Gaudreau signed there than I ever wanted to in my life. But sounds like a nice place. Doesn't sound as boring as people might make it out to be. But obviously, Chicago, probably what, the third biggest city in America? Yeah. Chicago is fun. I can I can that tell you from fun personal town. experience. That is a being one hour away from there. I, I love going to see shows there. I go there any chance I get. It's a great city. Never been. Not yet. One day. We'll see. I'd love to see one at the United Center. Um. All right. Well, World Junior season is upon us. We'll talk that about that a little in depth later in the episode. But Canada drops its first game. What was it? Five to two to the Slovaks. Am I right on that, Nick? Checks. The checks. Sorry. Yeah. Um, a lot of criticism. Sky's falling. Canada loses a game. That can't happen, obviously, right? Um, but a lot of concern about how the team played in the first period. A lot of individual effort. Not a whole lot of passing. Two Michigan attempts. Pissing a lot of people off online. Nick, I think you got to watch this game. I know I did not. What was your thoughts on uh, Team Canada for the first game? Yeah, they just look confused, disorganized. Um, Looks like each of their guys are trying to be the hero, maybe doing a little bit too much, you know, always trying to step in between the dots, you know, fancy moves, stuff like that. I think the bigger problem is you listen to some of the post-game interviews and the team is saying completely different things when they're asked about uh, their teammates trying this. You got half the guys saying, well, you know, it's been proven that it can work at the NHL level. We're trying to get the puck in the net any way we can. If we've got a creative advantage, we're going to use it. And then you've got guys saying, you know, basically what Tortorella would say, which is, you know, just shut up, get the puck deep and, you know, let's outwork these guys. So I think there's a little bit of an identity crisis going on in this locker room. And uh, yeah, this is a problem. I mean, Canada has dropped their opening game five times prior to this and they failed to medal all five times when that happens. Wow. That's a good set. I also read that. Um, I think they all shake hands after the game, right? No, I they, believe they do. They do stick taps or something, but Shane, something Wright, like that. Shane Wright, captain of Canada did not participate in that. Oh boy. A little pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. But uh, good for our American boys, obviously. They put up a 5-2 win over Latvia. So that they did, nice. yeah. Got off to a little bit of a slow start. But hey, first game of the tournament, you know, get one under your belt and move on to the next one. We'll talk about the World Juniors a little more uh, at the end of the episode. Who's hot? Who's not right now? Uh, the five teams who are hot, you could probably guess they're hot because I, four of them are in the Metro Division. So, duh. Um, Carolina, the, you know, they've won eight in a row. They're nine Oh and one in their last 10. They're the hottest team in the NHL right now. They are absolutely on fire and they're getting patch ready back soon. Like we mentioned. So keep an eye out for them. The Boston Bruins, they've won four in a row. They're seven, one and two in their last 10. They've been the best team in the NHL all season long. No shock there. The Washington Capitals are nine and one in their last 10 and they have won four in a row. Uh, lately, the Let's Pittsburgh go. Penguins are eight one and one in their last ten. Both those losses come at the hands of the Carolina Hurricanes, and the New York Rangers are eight and two in their last ten. They will be playing the Caps as we're recording this. That should be a great matchup. Hope so. The uh, good news for the Caps, they're playing well. The bad news for the Caps, everybody in their division is playing well. <laughs> so, and just... we still can't stop having guys get injured. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll talk about. Carlson here in a second, but uh, the who's not the Columbus Blue Jackets, speaking of Ohio not being great, uh, they have lost six straight games. That's not good. Florida Panthers are three and seven in their last 10. I think that Huberto trade starting to show. Granted, Calgary's not looking that great either, if I'm being honest, but um, yeah, I think Mac was the one who called this. He, he was trashing Florida before the season started. 
Uh, and then the Devils, they're three, six, and one in their last 10. What was the best team in NHL for probably the first month of the season has kind of cooled off a little bit. So we'll it's funny how they, how they were so far ahead of everyone that for a while it was like, holy shit, like no one's going to be able to catch them. <laughs> and now obviously Carolina's already passed them. Caps and yep. Penguins are only like three points behind them all of a sudden. Like we're, I think we're they, the hot. Caps are now a point behind the Rangers and the Penguins, right? Something like that. But yeah, I th- I, last I checked, I'm pretty sure we're three points worse than the Devils, which feels crazy, but. It's the metro. It is the metro. It's it's a wild situation going on. And then the Islanders, obviously, they're kind of they're hanging in there, right? They're not hot. They're not cold. They're just hanging around. And we'll see what happens uh, going into the new year with them. So speaking of the playoff picture right now, the Oilers and the Flames. Let's talk about them for a second. The Oilers, as of right now, two days after Christmas, are not in the playoffs. Um, that is a little wild to say, considering the season that McDavid and Dreisaitl are having. Um, you know, they lost a brutal game at home right before the Christmas break to the Canucks. I hammered them on the puck line. That backfired, obviously. That's why you hedge yourself with some McDavid props. And then the Flames, they're currently holding on to the eighth and final playoff spot in the Western Conference. Two teams that last season were just dominant all year long. One of them making the Western Conference Finals. But, you know, that second round was epic. Obviously, McDavid kind of stole it for the Oilers. But, guys, what do you think is going on with the two teams out in Western Canada? I don't know. I just feel like I've like Calgary just hasn't been able to put it together these, like, last two, maybe three years. It just seems like they're not in sync. It seems like whatever moves they make just, you know, it either creates two more problems or it leaves them wanting two more missing pieces uh, Edmonton, you just need depth. And that's what that is. I, I know they they've talked about guys. They're willing to move. I know they're interested in moving, uh, Jesse pulled but you're probably not going to get a ton in return for him at this point. And I think you just need help with your bottom six and defense goaltending too. I mean, yep. sure. I guess Stuart Skinner has kind of put a bandaid over that situation for now, but I don't feel like that's a long-term solution. No, and they did just extend him, and I think he's good. To, I think he's good to stay as their backup, but I wouldn't expect him to start challenging for the number one spot anytime soon. Yeah, I mean it's pretty crazy. Vancouver's only five points behind Edmonton; they got two games in hand. It's very catchable, and we have trashed the whole league's trashed Vancouver all season long. Um, you know, I think Minnesota's starting to get hot, so that's not helping things. St. Louis is right there in the mix for the playoffs. They're a streaky team this season; they're hard to figure out. So it's an interesting time in the West. And then you go over to the East as of right now, you know, you would have Carolina, Jersey, and Pittsburgh as your top three in the Metro, Boston, Toronto, Tampa as your top three in the Atlantic. We all probably could have guessed that. Then your wild card, you've got the Rangers, the Caps, and the Islanders. Those three really in the contention for those two wild card spots, Detroit, Buffalo, Florida, a little farther behind there. Um, you got to think Detroit, Buffalo's been playing better. Detroit's probably going to make a push, but I feel like Washington Islanders and Rangers are going to be the three that duke it out for that final spot. Yeah. I'd have to agree. And I know we talked about that last episode. We all thought and think that the Islanders would be the ones who kind of fall off there. Yeah. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens. All righty. Let's move on to the gambling segment of the episode. But before we do, I think Mac has a word from our sponsor sharp rank. Yep, as always, this season, all of our picks are powered by SharpRank. Uh, if you're not on SharpRank yet, get with the program. Download the app for iPhone and Android today. Uh, they created a ranking system where you can make picks, get ranked on the leaderboard, and dominate. And yeah, all of our picks are on there every night, and we usually tweet them out too. So follow us on Twitter, follow us on SharpRank, download the app, start making picks. It's all good stuff. Hell yeah. Who do you have tonight on there? I didn't I didn't see yet. On Sharp? Yeah, I haven't checked. Yeah, my official picks uh for the night are uh over St. Louis Toronto, under Dallas Nashville and I'm uh they don't call it gambling for no reason. I'm taking a gamble on the Blackhawks money line cuz it is like almost plus Ooh. 400. Ooh. And that's Peter a Turk Mrazek, move. Peter Mrazek is playing his former team, the Canes. I don't know. I know they're hot, but Fuck it. He can steal one. Is that one in Carolina too? Yep. Holy shit. 
Yeah, that's a hell. I like that. That's uh, yeah. That's five minutes pick. to a uh, tail if you want to. <laughs> um, I, I got my three. I'll let them ride. We'll see what happens. I'm 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 very positive on all three of these, which usually means I end up going zero and three. So we'll see what happens. I mean, to be fair, the Blackhawks <laughs> have literally won eight games this season, so I'm probably gonna eat shit on that one. But yeah, hey man, you didn't put your life savings on. It's all good. They've won um, one, unit, one unit. I think the Bruins have like one regulation loss, right? At this point in the season. At home. <laughs> yeah. At home. Yeah. It's just they, they have four regulation losses total. <laughs> yeah. In December. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's wild, isn't it, to say that out loud? Um, all right. Let's talk some gambling. The Canucks. Um, surprisingly, the Canucks and divisional games have been excellent so far this year. Uh, they do take on the San Jose Sharks tonight when we're recording this. I have action on that game. Uh, the Canucks are nine and two against opponents in the Pacific Division. They have scored 52 goals in their in division games. They've only surrendered 39. They also have seven comeback wins of those nine wins uh, against divisional opponents. Good find. Those are good stats. Yeah. Uh, odds Shark, if you're looking for some good stats, they're always a good one. And Sportsnet Stats on Twitter, they're a great follow. Um, I am being not biased when I say this guy should be in top three voting for the Vesna at this point in the season. Tristan Jari has been just unbelievable for the Penguins lately. He has a point earned for the Penguins in his last 14 starts in a row. He's going 11-0-3 in his last 14 starts. Last time that he didn't earn the Pens a point, I believe, was November 6th against the Seattle Kraken where he had a regulation loss. But Jari has been... Unbelievable. And all I think two of those three overtime losses were against the Hurricanes. So, yeah, I mean, as much as it pains me to say it, he's been really, really impressive. And, you know, props to him, but he also is in his contract year, so he is going to get paid. He's been really good. The interesting thing is that like the one stat that he has that isn't necessarily super flashy is like his goals against average. I uh, I think it's like two, 270 or 260 something, which like. Like I said, not it's not bad really, but it's just I think that's more of a like more Average. of a display of the team than anything else too. It's <clears> like he could yeah. probably use a little more help on D or something, but um, yeah, he's definitely been really good in his save percentage and uh, wins are definitely top notch as far as uh, league leaders go for goalies. Pens take on the Isles as we're recording this. I got action on the Pens. I never bet on my own team, but. Um, you know, when duty calls, I'll be there. Uh, the I Oilers, took that one as well. I, I mean, yeah, you called it pick. too. Yeah, they're hot. They're hot. They're they're hot. I, it's you know, they got him playing tonight, and then tomorrow they play Detroit. So I'm sure they'll have Casey to Smith in net for that one. Uh, the Oilers, they've hit the over for six games in a row, and then they take on the Flames tonight, where their over has hit in five of the last six. So a lot of goals being scored between those two teams. They will also be playing as we're recording this. Keep an eye on betting over for those two. Um, all right. Let's talk about the three stars of the week and some rumors around the league. But before we do, I think Nick has a word from our sponsor, Kane Footwear. That's right. I uh, I went for a hike through the farm behind my house around Christmas time. It was wonderful. And guess what? I was comfortable the whole time because I had my canes on. That's right. Even in the winter, you just put some socks on and these things are super comfortable. The Cane Revive with its bounce back foam is changing the way you work out and recover. Head to the link in our bio today on Instagram and Twitter to get a pair of the most comfortable shoes that you will ever own. Harry, three stars. Who do we got? And you muted. I am muted. Uh, Alex Ovechkin. taxes, and once per episode, <laughs> Harry forgets to unmute himself. Harry, Harry forgets to unmute himself, yes. Because um, I got – I always mute myself because I'm a sniffler. And, dude, uh, not to go into too much detail, I don't know if you guys get this. In the winter, my nose is yep. so dry. Yep. And I'm if, yeah. if, if you don't like blood talk, then mute this for a second. But I wake up. I can't even, like, go like that with my nostrils. Blow my nose, it's straight dry blood. Yep. It's disgusting. Yeah, I get that sometimes too. It's oh like just God. break out the jackhammer and let's chisel this thing apart. Yeah. It, seriously, I've been living <laughs> off of Aquaphor lately. So yep. um, that's my solution. But uh, back to reality three stars, OV, second week in a row. Duh. Uh, Gorgiev playing well for the Avs, especially with all the injuries. They've won four in a row. 
And then Elias Patterson keeping the city of Vancouver from burning down. So that's always nice. Uh, rumor has it, Bo Horvat has drawn interest from the Rangers, of course, the Leafs, of course, the Avalanche, of course, the Stars and the Golden Knights for a trade. Nick, which one of these teams would scare you the most should they get Bo on their squad? That is a good question. Uh, honestly, it wouldn't scare me if the Leafs would get him. I don't think he's going to go there. And probably Vegas at this point, uh, if they were somehow able to pull that off. But, I mean, they're kind of like a five-year-old on Christmas. They like their new toy for about a week, and then they get tired of it. <laughs> I don't I don't want them on the Rangers either. That that would be that I don't be see what that they need to well. like make a push or something. Maybe. That scares me. So what yeah. that that would be Trocheck, Horvat. Who's the who's the first line center? I can't think of it right now. Zabanajad. Yeah, down the middle. That's nasty. Yikes. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't like that it would be disgusting. Please it. God, no. He'd go to Dallas. It's great down there. It's warm. No frozen yeah, pipes. Perfect. That would be perfect. sick. Yeah, no frozen pipes. You don't have to worry about your kitchen spilling over or losing your golf clubs. You know, it's a great time, Bo. I would definitely go down there. Matt could talk about it. He was just in Dallas. True. Yeah, it was fun, actually. The downtown area is pretty fun. Get your honky talk on, Bo. Let's go. go. Uh, James Van Reemsdyke could be a fit for the Leafs and Penguins uh, from <laughs> Michael Trakos and Dan Kinjerski. Sure. Um, Leafs, fine. We know how that goes. Penguins, no. He's old and slow and costly. I feel like this would be such a Penguins move. Such a Penguins move. But honestly, it would also be the move where, like, Penguins get him and then he just scores, like, 20 goals. Like, which is like he's starting to heat up now. That's why there's Penguins rumors about him. This is like them getting Ricard Raquel with just a little bit more Mm. sandpaper. Right. Yeah. Ah. I, I'm not a JVR guy. I think he's a little bit past it. Raquel's playing amazing right now, and he's young. Um, Send him to the Caps. We've already got his brother. I think right? fun. Do it. Yeah, why not? I'm down with that. I, I I don't want him personally. That's a big cap hit, and I don't really feel like I want to give up anybody at the moment. Can you imagine so. them with the J and the T on the back of the fucking jersey so oh that they can differentiate? God. It's already long enough. It's going right. to be a semicircle around the oh jersey at that God. point. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers have shown interest in Kevin Shattenkirk and Vladislav Gavrikov per Elliot Friedman and Dave Pagnata. Not really sure if that one makes an impact, if I'm being honest. No offense to Shattenkirk, but... I don't really see this. I think if you're doing one, you got to go with Gavrikov <clears throat> with the way that your team is building, but... I saw the the thing earlier that was like, Oilers have interest in Shattenkirk, and my exact reaction was, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> good, good, Good for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, it does it for rumors right now. I'm sure those will pick up as we get further into the season and closer to the trade deadline. Uh, Artan Zub is it Zub? It is Zub. Okay. Uh, and then Ottawa Senators have agreed upon a four year, $18.4 million extension. Congrats to Mr. Zub. Uh, injuries, Tory Krug uh, at least six weeks with a lower body for the Blues. John Carlson for the Caps, out indefinitely. Uh, we know it's longer than um, regular IR, which I believe is like a seven-day maximum, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Laviolette in his press conference said today, I think it's a longer-term injury. What's what's the scoop here, fellas? Uh, I saw this one live. It was not pretty. Um, just got drilled in the, in the head face area with a slap shot, and it just as soon as he kind of half got up, just went straight off, and he was leaking pretty bad. A lot of blood. It looked like ear to me, although I also heard something about like teeth maybe, it, which I guess maybe if it just hits the side of your face hard enough, it doesn't really even have to hit your mouth directly. You're probably right. going to lose some teeth anyway. Um, to me, this feels like it's not day to day. It's not week to week. I'd say it's month to month at best, most yeah. likely. Um, in which case... It begs the question, are the Capitals going to go out and get a defenseman or are they going to look to some of the youngsters like Alexiev and Johansson uh, to kind of fill that void? We're also still missing Martin Fervari. Uh, and yeah, our blue line is looking a little bit lackluster right now in terms of NHL experience. So I've heard rumors about Eric Carlson, I've heard rumors about Klingberg, no. I've heard Chikrin, uh, you know, Caps Twitter is having a field day with this one in terms of who they want slash who they think GMBM might make a move for. Typically, 
he's a pretty aggressive GM in situations like yeah. this. So I wouldn't be that surprised if he went and made some sort of move. I don't really see him going out and getting somebody really expensive like Eric Carlson. Um, but I could see him picking up somebody as like a little bit of a, uh, a patch. I so think Klingberg I, could be a good one for that. Like, I mean, maybe. the ducks aren't great. His value isn't what it was when he went there He's on, on the a one year deal. Exactly. The ducks also just don't have any sort of like leverage for like keeping him there. So yeah. like, it would be it. We would not have to give up much, which is good. Um, but yeah, I. It's a head scratcher. I really don't know what what's going to come of this one. Yeah, I this think Klingberg is... makes a lot of sense just because the one year deal, Chickren, you'd have to give up an arm and a leg. Same with Carlson. Yeah. You're yeah, probably giving they're... up like Lapierre and like a first round pick or something like that. Which May- I don't or know and McMichael to too. Mm, definitely don't want to do that. So yeah. Well, T's and P's for John Carlson. Hopefully he's uh, feeling okay. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, bad goes to worse, goes to awful. Uh, <laughs> Carter Hart suffers upper body injury and loss to the Hurricanes, the only good player who's been on that team this season. Uh, and now he is out with an upper body injury. Not looking good for Philly. I think we've said it time and time again. Not a whole lot to say about them at the moment, but uh, it, it's pretty bad. So I hope they fire their GM. I mean, personally, I don't, but for their fan base, like, dude, they're at least, they at least care. Like, you got to do something. This is just getting, Chuck Fletcher's going to end up getting murdered if he doesn't get fired, so. Seriously. Um. All right, suspensions. Mason Shaw of the Minnesota Wild suspended by the NHL for two games for uh, Neen. Nick, what were your thoughts on this one? I think this is pretty on brand. I watched it this morning. I think, I think it's the right call. Yeah, I thought two games was appropriate. I know that there were some people on wild Twitter that maybe would have disagreed, but uh, I thought it was an inappropriate call. Mac, did you have a chance to watch? I did not see this one, unfortunately, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll trust your fellow's judgment on that. For sure. Uh, all right, let's get to the fun part of the episode. You know, we just had four days off of hockey, so not too, too much NHL news. I was dying. Do- Oh, it's it's awful. <laughs> it's brutal, man. I was losing it. Yeah, like I love football. Don't get me wrong. And I but had a good like, weekend betting football, but it's not hockey. But like, like I texted you guys, I was like, if I have to watch one more second of Broncos Rams, like I'm gonna kill myself. Seriously, <laughs> like <laughs> holy crap, holy crap. Like I yeah. don't care about Matt Stafford, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson. Like I'm so sick of seeing those guys on TV. Just enough. Yeah, it's yeah. brutal. I was watching like NBA games. It got it got bad. Yeah, I, I really did miss hockey. I respect that they give the guys their breaks, and they really enforce it, too. I don't think teams are allowed to travel until the day after Christmas or something like that. No, so. that is for sure a good thing. I mean, it's, you know, I complain yeah. as a fan, but I'm happy those guys get some time with their families, of course. For sure. But who doesn't get time with their families is young people because is that's the what kids. people love, right? Because yeah. fuck the kids, are we fuck right? Fuck the kids, right? <laughs> yeah. Amen, dude. So World Juniors, day one, day after Christmas, USA defeats Latvia. Canada gets upset by the Czechs. Switzerland beats Finland three to two in overtime. Nice upset there. Sweden pumps Austria 11 nothing. Nick, I know you were watching all day. I was. Just give me some of your thoughts about the games. Uh, let's start with, you know, best is first, Team USA, beating the Latvians five to two. Did not start as fast as I would have wanted them to. Uh, they were tied uh, two all after two, woke up in the third and started to put it together. Uh, that team's got some potential, uh, really good depth centers, third line center, fourth line center, incredible top line, um, with, uh, Snuggerud and Logan Cooley, who both play at Minnesota. Um, those kids are sick and Luke Hughes looks awesome already. Uh, it's just crazy to think about the devils getting him in a couple years, potentially, uh, Canada, big shock. You're in trouble. What'd you like, see from Bedard? So he had one, um, which kept them in the game. And I know Wright had one too. He had a couple good looks. And to be honest, the Czech goaltender was standing on his head for a lot of that game. But uh, you got to give credit to the Czech team. I mean, they found a bunch of different ways to put the puck in the net. I believe Wright's goal was also like a slam dunk. It was uh, one timer from Bedard. So he basically controlled the game. Yeah, for Canada, um, he was the only guy doing anything, is what it sounded like. But it's crazy to say, like the best player on the ice is not even drafted into the NHL yet. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, someone made a meme. 
it was the highlight of Bedard feeding Shane Wright, and it was like Connor Bedard's the best player of all the Seattle Kraken roster. And it was just like, you know what? He probably is. Like probably it, that's, that's just the way it is. I don't know what else to say. It's it's absolutely insane how good that kid is. Yeah, real um, deal for sure. Switzerland upset in Finland. Did you get your eyes on this one? I caught the overtime. That was sick. Um, just great possession and puck movement uh, off the wall in front of the circles, back of the net. I mean, that's a big, big win. And I think it's one of the great things about this tournament. I mean, the gap, you know, in power in international hockey is just, you know, it's it's closing more and more each year. And so it's great to see, you know, the Swiss get a win like this. Yeah, driving Canadians nuts. Oh, yeah. um, and then Sweden pumping Austria 11 nothing. I think my only comment about this is, Puck lines. I mean, Jesus, dude. Like, what was the? I'd love to see what the spread was on this game because even if it's like two and a half, I mean, you just got to rip it. Yeah. Um, I think I saw shots at one point in this game were like 34 to nine, and that was in the second period. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's one where that gap in power in international hockey is definitely still there. And I think Austria had a couple good players, you know, like with Marco Rossi and Sebastian Ranischitz over the last couple of years, but um, those guys have moved on. And then up for the USA, their upcoming schedule. Yeah, tough back-to-back coming up this week. They got Slovakia on the day you're listening to this, the December 28th, and then Switzerland tomorrow when you're listening to this, December 29th. So uh, curious to see how they do in those two games. Don't sleep on the Slovaks. No, or the Swiss. I mean, they just beat the Finns. That is a big-time trap game. Yeah, yep. And then they got Finland on New Year's Eve, and after that we're rocking and rolling and going for gold. So that'll be a fun time. Exactly. Um, all righty. I think that just about does it for us. We just want to remind you guys, I don't know if I said at the start of the episode, um, but we are going to be in Milwaukee for our our watch party between the St. Louis Blues and Chicago Blackhawks. That will be on Saturday, January 21st at Elwood's Tap and Liquor in downtown Milwaukee. Uh, we are going to be putting together a Facebook group if you're interested um i think i'm speaking to mostly mac or jackson's friends who are listening to this but we'll be sending something out uh just to kind of get a head count you know anybody who wants to come you're more than welcome we'll have goodies there there'll be drink specials we'll watch the hawks and blues game it'll be a good time by the way whether you're a fan of either team or not if you have any blackhawks or st louis blues gear you're gonna want to go ahead and rock that uh if you're coming uh because it'll get other specific special drink deals uh via l woods as well so uh special as in free teams. yeah <laughs> you'll get you'll get free drinks uh if you wear hawks or blues stuff assuming yeah. those teams can score some goals yeah we might have to just bet the over for that just to just to make it fun i think i so. think that'd be fun I have a, a really tiny St. Louis Blues jersey that's usually hanging on my wall. I'm thinking about just like squeezing into it. Do it. And like be like Chris Farley, fat, fat guy man in a little coat. coat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I might I might have to do that. So we'll see. I've always kind of had a soft spot for the Blues. Um, I would much rather root for them than the Hawks, honestly. Um, so maybe I'll have to find some blues gear or something. I don't know. My dad might have something old school. I, Nick, do you have anything blues related? I actually don't. Okay. You're the king of the jersey collection, so I figured I'd ask. And but, this uh, is the closest yeah. thing I have to something Hawks related. Well, you've got uh you got a couple weeks to uh to rectify that. So yeah. Let's see if China can ship that fast. All have right. to do some um, thrifting. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Well, we appreciate the love and support as always, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, all the social media channels. If you want to check out our merch shop, you can find that in the link in any of our social media channels as well. We're super excited to see all of our Milwaukee listeners on Saturday, January 21st at Elwoods. And we'll have more NHL action for you next week. Uh, Enjoy the new year. I think this is our last episode of 2022, if I'm not mistaken. So it's been a hell of a run. Thank you for supporting us all year. Going to do it again next year. And without further ado. Class dismissed.